following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. When we speak of reconciliation, June, and people wanting to uh, to seek that for someone else in their life, you have mm-hmm. something that uh, you have called a uh, heart test for that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we we have this in our what we call our keys for living, or our biblical counseling keys. And I was dealing with Joseph, and uh, a lot of people did Joseph wrong. I'm talking about the Joseph in Genesis, uh, whose brothers um, basically were going to kill him, and then instead they sold him to some slave traders, and and uh, but you know there were people who let him down one after another uh, and treated him wrongly. Um, specifically, there was. Even when he was thrown in prison for something he did not do, um, and he was blamed for being um, for, for uh, trying to supposedly uh, trying to rape uh, Potiphar's uh, wife, but that was all. It's just that he rejected doing what she sexually wanted him to do, and therefore she did a false accusation, so he gets thrown in prison. But the people that he helped uh, did not do what they agreed to do if they got out of prison. It's just one thing after another. And um, so I I think we have to be very careful of our hearts getting hardened. And in this case, um, there are some biblical principles uh, the Bible, Jesus is the one who said in Matthew five forty four, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. Um, love is not a, a Valentine's ooey-gooey emotion. Um, it is the purest form of love, which is agape love, and literally means uh, not emotion, but it's being devoted to its devotion from the standpoint of I'm devoted to do what's in your best interest. So do you have, do you demonstrate love for your offender? And that would be, do you do, seek to do what's best in behalf of your offender? Um, Number two, uh, well, this this is tough, uh, where the, the scripture says, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Um, it's being very careful what how you talk. Uh, if it's bless those who curse you. In other words, you do, you, you seek to look at positives in your fin- offender and speak what is what you can see is positive about your offender. I remember it was real hard with my dad, and I, I finally learned to do that. Um, then a, a third point is, do I do what is right toward my offender? 
because this where this is where in Romans 12 we read do not repay anyone evil for evil be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone so do you just do what's right in behalf of your offender um, do I have a forgiving spirit toward my offender um, and this is this is a huge point. This is in, again what Jesus said in Matthew six: If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Mm-hmm. Now, forgive means would to release. That that's what that word means, and you literally. Instead of holding on to bitterness, you release that person from um, your emotional hook and you put that person onto God's hook. So you release that. They're not getting away with it. You take them off of your emotional hook and you put them onto God's hook. So they're still on God's hook and you are literally releasing them knowing God will uh, deal with that person in his time and in his way. Um, do I exhibit, do you exhibit meekness toward your offender? Some people think meekness is weakness. Uh, how do you describe what meekness is, Jeff? Um, I would say uh, strength under control, something like that. that that's exactly what I was going to say. I probably heard you say that. <laughs> well, no, no, I think you knew it. Uh, strength under control. Um, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Uh, do you show deference toward your offender? Uh, the Bible says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself. So you look for ways to see is what is good in that other person. Do you pray in behalf of your offender? Pray for those who persecute you. And uh, do you focus on eternal values when you think of your offender? I knew my dad would spend eternity in hell, and I did start praying that he would have a changed life. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, 
the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We're here because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry, and we thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. And I want to recommend one of our Keys for Living, as June was speaking about the topic of reconciliation a moment ago. This is the Keys for Living on that called Rebuilding the Broken Relationships. And customer support can help you get that resource in your hands. The number is 800-488-HOPE. If you'd like to speak with June about something going on in your life, maybe it's a relationship issue, maybe it's a a sin issue, an addiction, something that is uh, near and dear to you, and you'd really like to get God's perspective on that. Let's have that conversation. We can talk at 800-917. Just call us and we'll get back to you to to get your questions and see what uh, you would like to find out about what you need help with and schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-917-800-644-4817. Well, we want to get to our caller for tonight. We have a listener uh, who listens to us online in Kansas, and uh, we welcome tonight Melissa. Hello, Miss Melissa. So glad you're with us. How can we help you? Hi. Um, good evening, um, Mrs. Hunt. Um, Thank you. I, I have your book, um, Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It. Yes. Uh, Yes, I love that book. Um, Thank you. And, and I, it's brought a lot of godly wisdom to my life. But it, it, it is um, it's one that I, it's one that I just I, I read it and I read it. And I go back and I read it here and there uh, because I I'm struggling with uh, reconciliation and forgiveness. And mm. um, um, I. One of the things I'm, I, you know, I I heard the first portion of the program where we were talking about Joseph mm-hmm. and how a lot of people, you know, hurt him, harmed him. Yes. And, you know, throughout his whole life. Um, and he, you know, he had to forgive and release those people. And I, I'm, I'm struggling. I have a relationship. Uh, I have two sons. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time I gave birth to them, um, I was, I was unmarried and, um, and I gave them both up for adoption. Mm 
I were they twins? Kidnapped. Is that what you're saying? They were twins? No, 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 no. They're just no. Two, they're, no, one's uh, three years older than the other. Got it. Uh, okay, thank you. And I gave them a for adoption at two different times. Oh, um, two different times. Got it. Yeah. Well, uh, right, because one, yeah, three years, one in 88, one in 92. Okay. Um, I've reconnected with my oldest woman. Uh-huh. Uh, 2013, I reconnected with him. And he got married. Um, his, uh, his, he and his ex-wife had two children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, you know, battling back and forth with the custody and, you know. And... You know, I, I, you know, when when we reconnected, I, you know, I don't know if I had a fantasy on how things were gonna be, mm-hmm. but I had hopes. I had some hopes that we would, you know, work through those issues. You know, we would uh, our relationship would improve, or I guess, you know, get better. Yes. Um. He tell me how angry he was with me. We worked through that, and at some point we would end up, you know, close, uh, you know, uh, at least to a better understanding of, you know, what happened yes. in my life, and that hasn't happened. You know, so are you uh, saying it's been like approximately ten years, right? Um, since when uh, he, uh, <laughs> now I, I mean, I. Excuse me for one minute. I have allergies. I have a, a deal. Okay. I'm sorry. Not a problem. <laughs> um, you know, um, he, you know, when he got married, he and his wife, you know, they had a marriage. Uh, I, I don't know what was going on, but they had a whole lot of marital difficulties, and you know, they have their fights and stuff, he'd get real angry and I for a long time I thought that, you know, maybe he's angry at me. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a lot of anger with me. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So so in other words, there was anger, but uh did he say that at times he struggled with anger toward his wife? He told me this is what he he shared with me. Okay. As he was growing up, he experienced a lot of anger towards me. Ah, okay. Okay. But he has not verbalized this to me. You know, like, you know, as adults, since we've reconnected. And, uh-huh. you know, I, and what I've, what I've noticed from the beginning of our relationship, what I have noticed, mm-hmm. you know, he would, you know, he would connect with me if he wanted to do Wanted, like, me to, you know, wanted laundry, wanted me to do, you know, let him do his laundry at my house. If he wanted to come and, you know, uh, get some money. If he wanted me to watch the children, what it was, it, you know, whatever. It, you know, it, it was never, we never really did a lot of connections, spending time together just, as, you know, co as 
together. We never, yes. our relationship just never grew. You know, it's not grown. And for a long time, I kind of, I, you know, I discounted my own feelings. I discounted my own feelings. I would tell myself, oh, no, you're just making more. You're overreacting. Oh, you're being so sensitive. Oh, you're being so touchy. Oh, you're being so um, judgmental. Oh, you're being so harsh. I picked my own self apart. You know, it was, oh, it was, I, it's just you. And and I've noticed, like, this 10-year pattern when he and his wife, you know, and when they would get into fights, um, she would always bring up, I, I, maybe he did too, I don't know. I don't know what he, I don't know if he told her, hey, I, you know, I'm angry at my mother because she gave me a four I don't know if he did that. I'm not saying he did or did not, but mm-hmm. she would always bring up, you gave away your children. You know, it was always a, 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 a bat to hit me in the head with. And, um, or at least that's how I perceived it. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I, you know, at first, at one time we lived in the community that was pretty close where I could get over to spend time with them. Then they would move further and further and further out in the suburbs. It was like, you know, it was like they were moving further and further and further away from me. And so I'm spending, I have a, nine-year-old granddaughter and a five-year-old grandson that the only time I spend time with them is if I'm babysitting for him. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's just, the relationship is not working to me. And now I have to admit and be honest that at about, I guess about, about 20, I, I don't know, about four or five years into this relationship, I have to be honest, I just started disengaging from that. Um, I disengaged from it. I just, I began to pull away. And, um, and I just began to really just, I hate to say this, just like my son. Because <laughs> uh, I felt like, wait a minute, this relationship is, weird this is not right it's toxic I, I i'm you know i feel like the only time you know we're you know connecting or whatever is when it's convenient for him he wants he you know he wants something from me he really doesn't respect me he doesn't respect my time if he says to me that we're i'll be over to visit you at two o'clock he shows up if you know two hours late i'm I, I didn't like it. I didn't care for... I just disengaged. And, mm-hmm. um... Because I, I didn't know... I didn't know how to address the issue. I did not know what to say to him. I, did, I didn't trust the relationship. It just... Our relationship was a charlatan. And I, you know, it just... I, I wanted out. So, time goes on. Fast forward. About... I'm going to say about in the last eight months, mm-hmm. you know, I, I started to really, you know, get serious about seeking God for real because I knew I had these hard feelings towards him. And I I started to, you know, I, I would always talk to God about how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to the Lord about how I felt. I got honest with the Lord. I just, I felt a lot of bitterness, a lot of 
unhappiness with this relationship, and I I just wanted him out of my life. I did, I would get I would cringe when he would call me. It just it just didn't feel good. And I so I went to the Lord with it, and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, and I you know asked the Lord to help me to not in anger, not in blame, not you know I wanted my heart to be right, mm. and um. I asked the Lord to give me wisdom on how I should deal with it. Because for a long time, I, I bottled those feelings and I held them in. And um, so I went to my son about six, seven months ago. And I said to him, look, I don't like the way our relationship is going. I feel as though the only time we deal with each other or talk to each other is when you want me to watch the kids. And... You know, I was hoping that we would, you know, be able to, like, work through whatever, you know, anger you feel towards me. Mm-hmm. We would talk about it. We would work it out. And it's just not happening. And, and I told him that it was painful, and it just didn't feel good. It just felt terrible. It was. It felt like a lie, and it hurt. And I, and I was I, I was honest with him. I I just I didn't want to be mean. I didn't want to be vindictive. I didn't want to be angry. You never let me do this. You ever, don't tell you want me is use me for babysit your mm-hmm. kid. Blah blah blah. You know I, I didn't want to be filled with that. Yes. That bitterness. I didn't want to because this is my child. When I gave birth to him, although I could not take care of him, I loved him and I wanted. I you know I loved him. I I still love him. I wanted the best for him. I wanted him to have more than I could give him as a mother. Because and, and I, you know, and I, I realized that I'm broken. I'm broken. At the, you know, I, and I, you know, I, I knew I could not take care of him. I loved him. And I, you know, I didn't, I wanted, I was hoping, I used to always pray for him that he would get to serve God and become a Christian and get saved. And he did. So my son is a Christian. Okay. Um, Good. He's a very good dad. He's a very good father. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. So I, what was his know, response? I, what was his response he, to you? What he, what he said he was, he would like to spend more. He liked to get to know me. He wasn't angry with me. He said he worked through a lot of his anger as he was growing up. And he, you know, when he got he got into the ministry, got saved, you know, okay. he dealt with a lot of his anger. Okay, put, let's put a hold right there. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that he accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as his precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God, that he is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, 
We want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have questions or concerns about the topic of reconciliation, we have resources on that. Just talk to our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they would like to recommend some resources to you. I will do that right now. It's called Reconciliation, Rebuilding the Broken Relationships, and if that is going to be most helpful for you, customer support can get that on its way, or maybe there's something else they would recommend for your situation. So just talk to them. They'll help you. The number is 800-488-HOPE, or you can email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Just email your questions to them regarding any topics and resources that we discuss in tonight's program. Let's get back to our conversation with Melissa. Well, my friend, you said something very significant, and that is your desire, you hoped we would reconcile the son uh, that you had uh, been willing to place in a loving home. Um, you were unmarried, and then he found you 10 years ago. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So he was looking for you. Um what did he say that he hoped for in order to find you and to have time with you? What was he what was he wishing for? Did you ask that direct question? No, I haven't. I think that would be a wonderful thing for you to ask. That way and you I, could hear. You know, I figured it was more curiosity. Well, I can tell you that uh, a lot of people don't want to open that um, that door because they many times are concerned. Uh, they know it's not a guarantee. Uh, it could be anything. There could be, you know, someone mean, somebody who couldn't care less, um, just all kinds of things, or desiring. Because the, the classic thing that kids can feel is, I wasn't worth keeping. And, and I mean, I'm telling you just, I've talked with many people, I have friends who 
were adopted, and some are just phenomenal stories of great good that that took place. But um, it it I would say it has to be more than curiosity, um, because they know it could open the door for tremendous rejection, and uh-huh. so I think there would be a desire uh-huh. to have. Well, let me ask you, what what would be your desire from this point on? He he's the one who initiated time to to, to find you. So within itself, um, since you placed him for adoption, um, he uh, you, at least he did seek you out. So what what would your greatest desire be? My greatest desire would be that we make peace with one another. I mean, I I wouldn't say that he would jump up and down and say, you know, hey, I'm the world's greatest mother since I gave him up for adoption. No. But I I would want both of us to make peace with each other. Because eternity is at stake. Not even just a relationship, eternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I, now I'm starting to see the importance of looking at things from an eternal perspective. Because, you know, I've, I've, I've spent a whole lifetime, you know, uh, with one foot in Christianity and one foot in the world and living worldly. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not getting younger. And I'm in a position where I know that Every day that I live is borrowed. It's, it's by the grace of God He's allowing me to live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I can, you know, not be living soon as, while I'm talking to you. You know what I mean? And and I and, and I don't want to take anything else for granted. And I'm hoping that I, I, that that would be my greatest hope that we can make peace with one another. That we can make honest to goodness peace. Um. Okay, I'm going to ask this now. If it were more than that, what would that look like? Just, instead of just being at peace. Would you want something more if it could occur? If it could, yeah, if it could, yeah, if it, if it could, yes, if it could occur. Um, <laughs> I would, well, I'd. You know, I never even looked at it like that. I never, I, I, I didn't even ask myself this question. But what I would like is to, um, I'd like, I'd, I'd like us to be, you know, um, to build a friendship, to be friends. Because I, I, I'm. You know, it's too late for me to try to be, you know, mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. But and I by the like way, yeah, could you describe what kind of relationship did he have when he was growing up with his adopted mother? I, now, I have to be honest. Yeah, I believe he was very close to his mother, adopted mom. Mm-hmm. Close to his adoptive mother, um, 
Unfortunately, she passed about a year and a half ago. Oh. Um, a couple of years ago, she passed. She, uh, um, she had COVID. Um, and I believe he was very close to her. I believe he loved her very much. Uh, you know, uh, when the children were growing up, he would say that, you know, she was the best grandma in the whole wide world. And, and she was an adorable woman. I've met her personally, and she was a beautiful human being. And the world lost a beautiful human being who was who was biblically saved, who loved the Lord with all her heart. Um, wow, that's a that's a blessing, isn't it? Uh huh. Right. So she, he, she was a beautiful human being, and I, you know, I I believe he had they had a good relationship, mm-hmm. but also believe that there was um, there were problems because he. He, he's, he's, you know, he's African American, and his adoptive parents are white. Okay. And I, and I, I don't, I'm not. It's not a race, not a race issue, but that, you know, that in his own head, you know, in his own mind, you know, my mother didn't want me. Whatever he felt a lot of anger and a lot of negative emotions concerning the fact he was adopted, and and his behavior reflected that. So, you know, they, you know, they did the best that they could do. But I think that they were kind of, you know, um, reluctant to, you know, try to put him in counseling. And I personally think he probably would have benefited from counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I don't know. Because, okay. you know, when he, mm-hmm. when he said, huh? Uh, well, I've uh, thought. Um it's not that you are coming in to take her place. Right. And the and that is something that to verbalize just say I want you to know when you made contact with me I there's no way I would ever want to take her place the your your adoptive mother because she was a gift from God to you, and some see some a lot of times there's great concern about that. Uh, I have a friend who someone sought to reconnect, and the the adopted mother was the one who was scared. She said, "I was afraid one day this day could occur." And she said, just don't tell me. You, you should have contact with your natural mother, uh, your birth mother. But um, uh, just just don't tell me. She she was so scared that then the uh, her her daughter would literally uh, her. This is I'm talking about the adopted mother was afraid that then that their her her adopted daughter would um, reject her. And and of course, uh, it was anything but. It's like, you know, no, you're the one who raised me. You know, mother, you'll always be my mother. And so, but there were very tender feelings uh, that she had to, and 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 she'd be very careful what she did. It ended up being phenomenal in the end, but. 
I'm just thinking, um, I know in your heart it hasn't turned out as you thought. I'm going to ask, I'm going to suggest that the Bible says, um, and it, it, it has to do with praying for every day for your son. Um, I'm going to suggest that every day you're going to pray for him because not only did you birth him, but uh, God has a perfect plan for him. And for him to be all that God created him to be, that would be the ideal prayer in part. Not that you wouldn't add other things, but it would be, Lord, I, I thank you that my birth son literally has life. He's a young man, which you know, and I just pray that he can become completely the man you created him to be, that he would look to you to meet his needs, and whatever role you want me to have, I'm willing to take that role. Is there any reason why uh, you wouldn't do that? I'll do it. If God tells me to do it, I will do it. I'm not, I, I have to, I, you know, um, I see that, and that ties into, you know, why I felt like I wanted to speak with her for the night. Um, Good. I'm, I'm so glad I, you called, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, that ties into that. Um, I, now, to be honest, I have, we've kept in touch. We've kept in touch. Um, and, and like I told my son, I felt like that's the only thing I'm, I am as a babysitter. Um, I, I feel, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good, you know, um, No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
World Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart. And if you have questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our Keys for Living to help you to address your situation. Just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And they'd love to help you to get the right resources in your hands. The number, again, 800 800- Uh, 488-HOPE, and uh, you might ask them for this resource by name as we're talking about the topic of reconciliation tonight. We have uh, Reconciliation, Rebuilding the Broken Relationships, and actually the caller brought up the book that she has uh, in in her library, and uh, you can get it in yours as well. It's called How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It, and that and so many other resources are available as you call customer support. They're at 800-488-HOPE. Now, uh, if you would like to speak with June about a situation going on in your life and uh, do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, we welcome your call at 800-917. That's 800-917. And we look forward to hearing from you. We do have availability in the next coming uh, days. We'd like to make you a part of the program. Again, that's 800-917. Getting back now to our conversation tonight with Melissa. Well, my friend, I'm going to share something with you that occurred. Um, One day I saw a packet of scriptures and I thought, oh, I've heard about this. It's called the Navigator's Scripture Memory Cards. And um, I thought, oh, because I was not raised with scripture and I didn't know scripture at all. Except I, I remember only hearing the Lord's Prayer. But I was in a church that just didn't teach from the Word of God. Later, you know, a minimum of 10 years uh, later, um, I was um, in my 20s, or it could have been 20 years later, but or my 30s, and all of a sudden I saw this scripture. Uh, do you have a pen or pencil? with you right there. It's okay if you don't. Okay. I, want, I just want you to write this down. Wait a minute. Hold on. It, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. It's First Samuel. So just put First Sam, period, twelve, twelve twenty-three. First 12, Sam, 1223. Listen to what it says. As for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord, 
by failing to pray for you. There are certain people that we need to pray for. And uh -huh. by the way, at this point, I had a very painful relationship uh, with my sister, and I, but I hadn't thought, I, I just knew she was angry with me, and I had no idea why. Later I learned, and it was very unusual what her thought was, but I began for the first time actually praying for her. As for me, far be it for me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. Here is a relative. And she and I had very different views, uh, very different. Um, she was very talented, very, very smart, very accomplished. But um, we definitely lived life in a different way. And I remember I started praying for her for the first time, and I started praying for her children. She was an ambassador from the United States to another country, to, to Austria, and she had two children, uh, and I thought, I'm going to start praying for them because it could be difficult to be out of the country for four years. And, uh, and I, there were things I started doing for them. That The bottom line is this. I had a new sensitivity. Well, this is what I learned. You can't pray for someone consistently without ultimately having a loving concern for them. I was the one who changed, not her. I was the one who changed. Now, later, our relationship did change. I mean, it's amazing what has happened, but uh, we still um, um, would cancel out each other's votes. We still have different um, loyalties, uh, spiritually and but but we are so so much closer we really have a close relationship that I never dreamed we would have now that's over a period of years but I will tell you something that made me really appreciate um, a grandparent's role meaning uh, you are a grandparent. You're not just a parent. You're a grandparent. And I watched what my mother did for several of her grandchildren. Well, for all of them. She prioritized them knowing that they were young, that there were things that uh, she had had a great precious change in her life when she began to learn the Word of God. There were people who came around her, friends uh, that just loved her, and they poured into her, and she began to learn the Bible. And I watched my mother. It would be like a closed flower that all of a sudden began to blossom and bloom. 
Do you get that picture? Okay, yeah. That that was my mom. Well, what she did, I watched how she invested in the grandchildren. And I remember when she died, two of her nieces were talking to me. They were both in college. And she said, they said, Granny Ruth made the most difference. That that would be my mom. Granny Ruth made the greatest difference in my life. She she was the greatest influence. And I'm sharing that with you because you have no idea what God's plan is, how he would want to use you in your grandchildren's life, lives. Uh, I saw how she did it. And by the way, the role of a grandparent is uh, very interesting. When I say Dr. Charles Stanley, do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, ma'am. Okay. When we had a brand new ministry called Hope for the Heart, I went. I was in Atlanta, and I asked if I could rec- have do a recording with him, a, a taping. And so I went to his offices. And during that time, I asked him a question. I said, "Who was the greatest influence in your life?" His answer was very unusual. He said. It was my grandfather, whom I only met four times. I said, he was the greatest influence in your life? And he said, yes. I said, what was so amazing about him? What, What did you respect so much? He said, when I was a boy, I threw a paper route. And my grandfather said, Charles, every time you throw that paper on that porch, each of the porches, pray for that family. You don't know the pain that could be going on behind closed doors. Pray for that family. And then he told me, he said, Charles, If God tells you to run through a brick wall, you run as hard and as fast as you can. Because if God says, run through that brick wall, that means he's got a way for you to run through it. And he said he never forgot it. My point to you is, it could be, that God wants to use you not just in this son's life, but in your grandchildren's life, lives. Uh, the little, the girl and the boy. And especially because there, there is a special relationship that grandparents can have. Uh, many times the Parents are the disciplinarians, and they need to be, and they there are multiple things that they need to do. But 
uh, a grandparent uh, often has a different contribution. And it could be that it could be one of the greatest blessings. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I want to believe that. I truly, I don't want to be negative. I want to believe that, but I don't. I barely even see the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I, I see them when he's trying to give me the babysit, but other, I don't see them. And when it's when he, when it's actually his weekend to have the children, I, he doesn't get the children. And a lot of times when, like today, their maternal grandmother would have them for the majority of the day. She takes them mm-hmm. here, takes them there, blah 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 blah. So I don't get to see them anyway. And it's you know that that's what I you know and, and that comes to you know where why I you know feel as I do. You know I feel like our relationship is just, I'm I feel like if there's it just don't feel natural. It, it does. It honestly it doesn't. And yeah. maybe. I'll be honest. I, I know that I didn't get uh, the best example as a grandmother for my grandmother. My but my paternal grandmother lived uh, almost two thousand miles away, and I you know didn't meet her until I was an adult. Now she yes. quit. she was one of the greatest influences in my life. I would give her uh-huh. that. But I, yes. this is after like adulthood. I didn't even know her until I was an adult. She lived in South Carolina, and I lived in Kansas City. So I right. didn't even know her until I, as an adult. But well, this is a, this is where, because they are your offspring, I think if you every day, because again the Bible says, as, them, I will pray for them. I, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, just, just and and just say, Lord, I am willing to be used by you in anyone's life. Obviously, these are my offspring, so. I'm going to start praying for them regularly. I think what you find is, I, my experience is, God changed my heart when I consistently, regularly prayed for them. And it might be a surprise, because I think God does want to use you, or else I don't think He would have found you. I mean, there's He's the one who sought you out. And so it, it, it tenderizes our heart when we pray for them. So that is at least something that you can do. If you'd like for us to talk more about other things that you can do, we can resume at a later time. But I do pray that you will have maximum influence in all of their lives. We will send our keys for living on reconciliation called Rebuilding the Broken Relationships. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We are able to do that because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.